Hello, welcome to Hope Church Harrogate's message of the week. If you'd like to connect with us, please head over to hopeharrogate.co.uk forward slash connect. We'd love to hear from you. I am going to dive straight into this, the first in our new series. We're calling it Grace in Action. And uh, it's a series through the book of James. Hopefully you have got an email or a text this week with a bit of an introduction and a bit of a video setting the scene. Hopefully you found those helpful. That's the bits that I would normally have spent 10 or 15 minutes talking about now, but I don't have time. So we're going to dive straight in. Open your Bible, James chapter one. We're going to read together and I'm going to put it up for us on the screen as well. um, For those who don't have a Bible to hand. James chapter one. James, a servant of God and of the Lord Jesus Christ to the 12 tribes scattered among the nations. Greetings. Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. If any of you lacks wisdom, you should ask God, who gives generously to all without finding fault, and it will be given to you. But when you ask, you must believe and not doubt, because the one who doubts is like a wave of the sea blown and tossed by the wind. That person should not expect to receive anything from the Lord. Such a person is double-minded and unstable in all that they do. Believers in humble circumstances ought to take pride in their high position, but the rich should take pride in their humiliation, since they will pass away like a wildflower. For the sun rises with scorching heat and withers the plant, its blossom falls and its beauty is destroyed in the same way the rich will fade away even while they go about their business. Blessed is the one who perseveres under trial, because having stood the test, that person will receive the crown of life that the Lord has promised to those who love him. When tempted, no one should say God is tempting me, for God cannot be tempted by evil, and nor does he tempt anyone. But each person is tempted when they are dragged away by their own evil desire and enticed. Then, after desire has conceived, it gives birth to sin, and sin, when it is full grown, gives birth to death. Don't be deceived, my dear brothers and sisters. Every good and perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of the heavenly lights, who does not change like shifting shadows. He chose to give us birth through the word of truth, that we might be a kind of first fruits of all he created. As I said in my introduction that we sent out this week, James feels rather different to lots of the rest of the Bible, and you will have glimpsed that a few times, I'm sure, in what we've just read. Uh, Where I'm going to focus mainly today is verses 2 to 4, which say this, consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not 
lacking anything. Those are powerful and fairly scary words. And uh, later on in our breakout rooms, in just a few minutes time, we're going to have three questions, different questions to the last series. Uh, and question one will be for each person to retell a part of this passage that jumped out at you or grabbed your attention as we've read it. We'll read it now. You'll read it again later in your rooms. And, uh, and then we're going to say, please, could you retell it in your own words? And so if I was in your breakout room, I might say something like this. Times of difficulty and suffering aren't to be avoided at all costs. But rather, we can go through them with hope because as perseverance does its whole work, we become whole. Now note, I am a pedant and if you know me, you know that. Uh, and there's all sorts of things I'd like to quibble about in terms of my retelling of that in my own words. The goal is not perfection. We're not trying to rewrite scripture. What we're trying to do is grab hold of the truth that God is making jump off of the page by his spirit to us and get it into ourselves. And putting it into our own words is a really helpful way to do that. We're going to zone in on uh, verses two to four this morning because here's the truth. I think we live in a world that tries at all costs to avoid suffering and difficulty. Can I get an amen? That is the world that we live in. We insulate ourselves with stuff. We comfort ourselves with food and drink. We distract ourselves with mindless entertainment. We're just not used to suffering or difficulty in the way that humanity would have been over the past however many thousands of years. Some people have a lot more difficulty and suffering in their life and I'm not trying to downplay that. I'm just commenting upon the environment that we live. So when we end up facing trials of many kinds, because we do, there are all sorts of questions that people find themselves asking because we're just not used to it. Have I done something wrong? Recognize that one? Is this my fault? Am I being punished? Has God left me? Or Am I the only one? Will this ever end? Why do other people have it easier? Recognize that one, anyone? Uh, this is my favorite. Have these other people got some kind of extra help from God that I've missed out on? Ultimately, it's very common for us to end up asking this big why question. Why is this so hard? I don't know if you've ever asked that. And there are moments in life, undoubtedly, where that question is important and necessary, uh, just as there are situations that we should run from. Things like temptation or situations that are toxic or abusive. Running still leaves us with another kind of trial, uh, but this morning, I'm going to talk much more generally, talking about what James is talking about here. And in just a few minutes time, I'm going to land us very practically on a couple of points, which will also help us to discern those times when the why question is important and on the times when we should be running rather than trying to walk through the trial. But James is clearly more concerned with another question as we read these words. His question is, what is on the other side? of this trial. 
Do you see verse three? He says, the testing of your faith, the trial that you're going through produces perseverance. He's looking at the other side. Verse 12, he kind of repeats himself. And here he says, having stood the test, that person will. He's looking on the other side of the trial. And more specifically, James is asking this question, which is the question and the title, sorry, which is the title of uh, our message this morning. Who am I becoming? James is asking, who am I becoming? If you let perseverance do its work, James says, then you will become mature and complete in every way. In verse 12, you'll be the person who receives the crown of life. James wants to know who we are becoming. And if you've just seen in your head when I said receive the crown of life, a picture of the queen's crown, then we need to remember that James was written sometime before the era of British monarchy. That is not the crown he has in mind. In fact, James is probably the earliest book written in the New Testament. This is very early stuff in terms of after Jesus. And the picture of a crown that he has in mind is not encrusted with jewels and made of gold with some weird fur thing. I'm not quite sure what animal it is around the hem. You know the crown I'm talking about. That's not what James has got in mind. James has got a crown of leaves in mind. He's got the wreath that the winner gets in the race. He's got the crown that Paul is talking about in 1 Corinthians 9. He writes, run in such a way as to get the prize. That's what Paul says, 1 Corinthians 9. Everyone who competes in the games goes into strict training. They do it to get a crown that will not last. The leaves will wither and die. But we do it to get a crown that will last forever. There is a crown that we receive at the end of the race, which is the crown of life and lasts forever. James is looking through the trial. Now, we've talked a lot, I think, in the last 12 months about exactly this. What do we want to come out of this age of COVID with? We talked about how this isn't a blizzard that we can just hunker down and retreat from for 24 hours and it will all be okay and life will continue as normal. We've talked about how this isn't even just a winter, which is a few months and spring's just around the corner and it'll all be fine just like it was before. No, we've, we've got to get used to the fact that the age of COVID is an ice age. It is reshaping and reforming the world that we live in. We can't just hide from the cold for a while and then come back out to the norm. We have to evolve and adapt and um, be transformed in that process because the world on the other side will be transformed too. And we've said, who do we want to be on the other side of COVID? What do we want to have? Do we want to have an encyclopedic knowledge of all Netflix series? In the prayer time before somebody, I won't name names because Ella will be embarrassed, was talking about uh, how she was watching uh, Vision, yeah, the, the new Marvel series late last night. And I said, you just need to know I am going to diss people watching loads and loads of Netflix in my talk, but I wrote it before you shared. And I'm, I like watching series on the TV too. I'm not dissing Netflix or whatever streaming service takes your fancy. But if all we've got is having watched this series, that series, the other series, another series, another series, another series, mindlessly at the end of lockdown, is that really what we want to have shaped our thinking and our lives over the 
12, 18, 24 months that we'll have lived in this time? Do you want to come out at the other end of the age of COVID with less social skills than you had before we went in? It's a very real possibility. Do you want to come out of this time full of bitterness and anger about it all? Like these are legitimate choices we could make based on what we give ourselves to during the trial. Or do you want to be a better, more Christ-like person than you were in February 2020 when we do emerge? Who are you going to be on the other side of the trial? Who am I becoming? And James here is drawing on Old Testament wisdom texts, especially Job. And uh, you probably know the story of Job, but for those who don't, Job was a wealthy and successful man, a devout follower of God. And Satan thinks that if Job loses everything, he will curse and reject God. And so God says, well, see. And Job loses his family, loses his money, loses his livestock, his home, even his health. And the book goes through some incredibly low and desperate moments. But what we find is that Satan was wrong. Job is raw and honest and blunt about his pain, but he refuses to curse and reject God. And the story finishes with everything he lost being restored and double. And the middle of the book is this key little verse, chapter 23, verse 10. Job says, he, God, knows the ways that I take. When he has tested me, I shall come forth as gold. James is drawing on this Old Testament wisdom. He's looking through the trial, though it shows no sign of ending. Sorry, Job is looking through the trial, though it shows no sign of ending. And Job is asking, who am I becoming? I'm going to come forth as gold. He sets his sights on that goal. James says, in trials, let perseverance finish its work so that you might be mature and complete. But look, this is not just some motivational talk about being successful in life. You can do it. Who needs one of those? The reason that we can look through the trials, the reason that James is writing these words, the reason that we've gathered here today is Jesus. Jesus went through trials of many kinds. Writer to the Hebrews talks about it all. He can sympathize with any trial that we're going through, through temptation, hunger, 40 days, betrayal, popularity. The people tried to crown him king. That was a trial. Rejection, heartache, death of loved ones, even death itself, Jesus endured. And friends, Jesus overcame each and every one. What this means is that for you and I, we can be assured of this truth. The story will never end mid-trial. The story will never end mid-trial. Because of Jesus, there is a route through any and every trial. For those following Jesus, pain does not get the final word. Sin doesn't get to determine judgment. Even death doesn't get to be the fat lady who sings to summon the end. 
in Jesus, there is a far side of every trial. Not only can we look through the trial because of Jesus, but we are confident that God is not finished with us yet because we know that his grace accepts us as we are, but it refuses to leave us there. And this is what James is getting at in verse four. Let perseverance finish its work. Friends, that's not a command to get out of the way. Like if you just lie there passively, God will do some operation on you like you're under anesthetic. It's an invitation to get involved. These opening verses of James are an invitation to get involved. If James had a film character in mind here, it would not be Dory from Finding Nemo. Just keep swimming, just keep swimming, just keep swimming, you know, just keep, do it with me. Just keep swimming, just keep swimming, just keep She's oblivious to everything around her. She's no destination in mind. And this is what we can often default to when we go through difficult times. We think, I've just got to put one foot in front of the other. I've just got to grip my teeth. And greet the morning with a smile. Just keep swimming, just keep swimming. And although this is the bit of my talk this morning that you will remember this afternoon, when just keep swimming, just keep swimming pops into your head, I want you to remember that that is not what James wants for you. That is not God's plan for getting through trials. No, James has another film character in mind. That's right, it's Rocky Balboa that James has in mind for you and I. He gets up before dawn, he's out running along the railway again, punching lumps of meat that are hanging up in the warehouse. He's running through Philadelphia at double speed. He's pounding up those steps again and again. Why? Because friends, Rocky Balboa has a goal in mind. He is gonna be a lean, mean, fighting machine. And that's what gets him through the trials of many kinds in his training. He doesn't just grit his teeth and get through. No, he has a goal in mind. He's seen the other side of the trial. When Dory comes into your mind this afternoon, just keep swimming, just keep swimming. You've got to say, oi, Dory, no, I'm not going to just keep swimming. I am going to be Rocky Balboa. My eyes are fixed on the prize of what's on the other side. We've got to look through the trial. Who are you becoming? So let's get practical. There are two key things which we need to put together into a kind of trellis this morning to help us, to help us assist perseverance in finishing its work. Did you know that a vine, if it doesn't have something to grow up, will end up fruitless because it can't bear fruit on the ground. It needs something to climb. And in the same way, if we want to grow mature and look through the trials to the other side, then we need both of these two things in our lives as a trellis for it to grow up. 
let me find the right thing. Here we go. The trellis. Here we go. First of all, we've got vertical. Oh, oh, which side? Here, here. I'm getting lost behind my slide. Here, vertical pieces. First of all, we've got vertical pieces. We have got to make our home in the love of God. Got to make our home in the love of God. Friends, if you don't know that you are loved, deeply loved by God, then you will never get past the why questions. When we don't know that we are loved, if we aren't convinced that God is for us and not against us, then we will not trust him and we will get stuck at why and we will never be able to possess the hope required to look through the trial to the other side. We have to make our home in the love of God. And this is about what we feed ourselves. It's about what we let into our minds and our hearts. It's about how we position our hearts, what we give our time to, the things that we nurture in our lives. There's a whole other layer, whole other realm of practical that we could go into, but that's not where I want to go today. You know, I said earlier that this isn't a motivational talk. It's not, it's not a 12-step program either. This isn't about how to be successful or wealthy in life. Friends, looking through the trial is ultimately about him, Jesus. Jesus is the prize on the other side. The answer to the question, who are you becoming, if you're a follower of Jesus, has already been defined for you. If we're becoming mature and complete, then we're becoming like Jesus. If we're being made whole, then we're becoming like the only whole person to have ever walked the earth. And if we're going to become like him, then friends, we need to know him. We need to make our home in the love of God, to know that we're loved, to love him, to know him. And that is the first key support. Secondly, our horizontal piece is to have friends, to be in community with people who know our trials and can speak into our lives in a helpful way. This is vital if we're going to come through and ask the right questions in hard times. Friends, everyone's eyes sometimes drop. We all need somebody to put the courage back into us, to help us see through the challenge, to help us discern if it is actually one that we should be running from. This is where we need people in our lives whom we trust, not just that we tell our bad stuff to, but who we will receive input and wisdom from. This isn't just people that we can moan at. This isn't just people who will sympathise and say, yeah, it's terrible, isn't it? can't believe they did that. No, this is people who we will trust to speak with words of wisdom into our lives. We've got to have these people, friends. Now, as I've already said, clearly James had Rocky Balboa in mind when he was writing this letter. Friends, Rocky is not a lone wolf. He had a trainer who pushed him on. He had those around him who encouraged him, who coached him, who tailored what he's doing so that he might win. Maybe it was speed for this episode. Maybe it was the weight of punch in episode 26. He had people around him who coached him, who encouraged him, who spurred 
him on. Friends, if Rocky isn't floating your boat, how about we go to childbirth as an analogy right now? And it's a process out of your hands. You know you're pregnant, but then suddenly, boom, you're surrounded by trials of many kinds. It's dangerous and immensely painful, apparently. And you focus on the other side to get through. There is a baby that you're going to meet. That is why you're going through this. And throughout history and all around the world, women have not faced that on their own. Midwives, older women, relatives, they're there encouraging, lifting the woman's eyes, protecting her, coaching her on how to get through. We need to make our home in the love of God, but we also need to have people in our lives that we trust, who know our trials and will speak helpfully into our lives. And we need to be that kind of friend to other people as well. James, at the beginning of his letter, wants to know that we can get through trials of many kinds without falling into bitterness or envy apathy or laziness, distraction or disobedience, because on the other side, we come forth as gold. On the other side, we are closer to maturity and wholeness. We resemble Jesus more. We are richer in his love and in our love for him. Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many Kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Let perseverance complete its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. I'm going to pray for us briefly and then we're going to head into breakout rooms. I'm going to tee those up for us after I've prayed. Why don't you close your eyes? Why don't you look to Jesus for a moment? you need help this morning ask him who gives generously to all without finding fault jesus we're so thankful for you so thankful that you didn't just enter every trial but that you overcame every trial so thankful that you haven't left us orphans but you've sent your spirit to us so thankful that we aren't in this on our own but that you build us into your church a community who love one another and encourage one another on into God. So thankful that you're amongst us by your spirit, making your word come alive to us this morning. And Lord Jesus, we pray for those who need to know your love deep in their hearts. We pray, Holy Spirit, flood those hearts right now. For those who need to receive wisdom in their moment of trial, Lord God, we pray, pour wisdom out. Jesus, we want to look more like you, that when the world encounters us, they encounter Jesus. We pray, come by your spirit, transform us for your glory. Amen. Amen.